Welcome to Storytime with Mama V. I'm your host, Victoria, but you can call me Mama V. In this show, we go on storytime adventures where magic exists, where brave knights and courageous princesses come out to play, and where the good always defies evil. Now, get comfy, because storytime is about to begin. Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Storytime with Mama V. I'm so excited to see you. Okay, on the podcast today, we're doing a retelling of Beauty and the Beast. Now, the story itself, the fairy tale, was written a very, very long time ago in mid-18th century in France. And originally, it was written by an author named Gabrielle Suzanne de Villeneuve. And of course, over so many years and centuries, the story has been retold so many times. A movie has been made into it, uh, several movies actually. And today I'm excited to share my version of the retelling of Beauty and the Beast. Are you ready? Let's get into it. Now, if you're listening to this story at home, get creative. Do you have costumes that you can dress up into while you listen to the story? Use your imagination. If you're on the drive, remember to do this when you get home. It's so much fun to play pretend. And a story like Beauty and the Beast is the best kind of story to play pretend with. All right, I'll stop talking about what to do activities and let's get right into our story of Beauty and the Beast. There was once a merchant who had three daughters, the youngest of whom was so beautiful that everybody called her Beauty. This made the two oldest very jealous, and as they were very spiteful and bad-tempered by nature, instead of loving their younger sister, they felt nothing but envy and hatred towards her. Some years later, there was a terrible storm at sea, and most of the merchant's ships were sunk, and he became very poor. He and his family had to live in a much smaller house than they were used to. They didn't have any servants anymore, and all of their beautiful clothes, to which they were used to, had to go away. The two oldest sisters did nothing but cry and complain of their lost fortune. <laughs> my beautiful dresses! <laughs> my beautiful jewels! <laughs> we're so poor! <sighs> but Beauty did her best to keep the house bright and cheerful, so that her father might not miss too much of all the comfort and luxury that they had before. One day, the merchant told his daughters that he was going to take a journey into foreign lands in the hopes of recovering some of his property. Then he asked them what they would like for him to bring back. The eldest daughter asked for fine gowns and beautiful clothing. Bring me back the most beautiful dresses and coats you can find. The second daughter asked for jewelry. Bring me back the shiniest, brightest, sparkling jewelry that you can find. Bring me back the gold and silver trinkets. And Beauty, what would you like? Asked the father. Beauty was so happy with what she already had. She thought for a moment and then she said, Bring back the prettiest red rose that you can find for me. The other sisters burst out laughing at Beauty's simple request. <laughs> She's so silly! But her father promised to bring her what she wanted. Then he said goodbye to his children and set out on his travels. He was away for about a year, and he was very fortunate to get back a big chunk of his lost wealth. 
When the time came for his return, he was very easily able to buy the things his eldest daughters wished for. But nowhere could he find a red rose to take home to Beauty. Disappointed in himself, he decided to return home without the red rose. When he was within a few miles from home, he got lost in thick woods. It was getting dark and he began to be afraid that he would have to spend the night under a tree. When suddenly, he saw a bright light shining in the distance. He went towards it and discovered that it came from a large castle that was set right in the heart of the forest. The merchant made up his mind to ask if he might spend the night there. But to his surprise, when he reached the door, he found it was wide open and nobody inside that he could see. After a while and some repeated knocking, he noticed that nobody was coming to the door, so he walked inside. Inside, he found a table set with every delicacy, and being very hungry, he sat down to eat. After he had finished his supper, he rested on a luxurious couch, and in a few minutes was fast asleep. <coughs> In the morning, after eating a hearty breakfast which he found prepared for him, he left the mysterious castle without having set eyes on a single person. He was passing through the garden and he found himself in a magnificent spot, all covered with beautiful red roses. Oh, there are thousands of roses here, he said to himself. Surely one rose will not be missed. And thinking of beauty, he broke off a rose from one of the bushes. Just as he removed the rose from a rose bush, the merchant heard a terrible noise. And turning around, he saw coming towards him a hideous beast who exclaimed in an awful tone, Ungrateful wretch, you have partaken of my hospitality, have eaten my food, have slept in my house, and in return you try to rob me of my roses? For this theft you shall die! The merchant fell on his knees and begged for pardon, but the beast would not listen to him. Either you must die now, or else you must swear to send me in your place the first living thing that meets you on your return home, he said. And the merchant, overcome with terror and thinking that one of his dogs would be the first creature to greet him, gave his promise. Yes, I promise, I promise. But to his horror and dismay, it was his youngest daughter, Beauty, who first ran out to greet him on his return. Oh, welcome home, father. I'm so excited to see you. You've been gone for so long. She had seen him coming in from afar and ran out to welcome him. She didn't at first understand her father's grief at seeing her. But when he told her the story of the beast and his promise, she did her best to comfort him. Do not fear, dear father, she said. Perhaps the beast will not be as terrible as he looks. He spared your life. He may spare mine, since I have done him no harm. Her father shook his head mournfully. No, no. But there was no help for it. He had promised to send the beast the first living creature that met him on his return. So he was obliged to send Beauty herself in his place. When he left Beauty at the palace of the beast, she found everything prepared for her comfort and convenience. A beautiful bedroom was ready for her use. The rooms were filled with everything she could possibly want, and in the great hall of the castle, a table was set with every delicious food your heart could desire.
Everywhere there were bowls full of red roses, but no servants were visible. And yet there was lack of service, for invisible hands waited upon her and attended to her every want. She had but to wish, and whatever she wanted was at once placed before her. Beauty was filled with astonishment at all this luxury and magnificence. Surely the beast does not wish to harm me, she thought, or he would never have arranged everything for my comfort. And she waited bravely for the beast, the lord of the castle, to show himself. In the evening, the beast appeared. He was certainly very terrible to look at, and Beauty trembled at the sight of this hideous monster. But she found herself to be brave, and indeed there was no cause for alarm. The beast was kind, and so gentle and respectful in his attentions to her, that Beauty soon lost all her fear. She soon became very fond of him, and would have been quite happy had it not been for the thought of her father and sisters, and the grief with which she knew her father would be suffering on her account. The thought of his sadness made her sad too. And one night, when the beast came to visit her at his usual hour, she was so sad that he asked her what was the matter. What troubles you, Beauty? Then Beauty begged him to let her go and visit her father. Oh, beast, please, please let me see my family. I give you my word that I will return to you. The beast was very unwilling to grant her request. No, no, I'm afraid I can't do that. If I let you go, I'm afraid you will never come back to me he said, and then I shall die of a broken heart. Beauty promised most earnestly to come back to him if he would only allow her to spend a few days with her family. And at last, the beast agreed. He gave her a ring, saying, Put this on your little finger when you go to bed tonight, and wish, and in the morning you will find yourself at home in your father's house. But if you do not return to me at the end of the week... I shall die of heartbreak. Beauty's father was almost overcome with joy at seeing his daughter again. Oh, Beauty, look at you. You're back. I wasn't sure I would ever see you again. My darling. And he was very happy to hear of Beauty's happiness and good fortune. But her two sisters who got married were more jealous than ever of their beautiful sister. They were not very happy with their husbands, who were poor and not overly lovable. And they were very envious of Beauty's clothes and all of the luxuries with which she told them she was surrounded. They tried to think of a plan by which they could prevent their sister from enjoying her good fortune. Let us keep her beyond the week that the beast has allowed her, they said. Then he will be so angry that he will kill her. So they pretended to be very fond of Beauty, and when the time came for her return... They overwhelmed her with tears and hugs, begging her not to leave them and to stay at least one more day with them. Oh, beauty, our treasured sister, don't go away. We love you. We missed you. We're so happy to see you. We just want to spend one more precious day with you. Beauty was so touched by their emotions that she finally agreed to stay one more day. But deep down, she felt so guilty on not following through on her promise to the beast of returning by the end of the week. That night, as she lay in bed, she had a dream. She dreamt that she saw the bees dying of sorrow at her forgetfulness, and so real did it seem that she woke up in an agony of dismay. <sighs> How could I have been so cruel and ungrateful, she cried. I promised faithfully that I would return at the end of the week. What will he think of me breaking my promise? Beauty quickly got out of bed. 
she searched for the ring the beast had given her. Then, putting it on her little finger, she wished to be at the palace of the beast again. In a moment, she found herself there. She quickly put on her coat and hurried out to look for the beast. She searched through room after room, but nowhere could she find him. Finally, she ran into the garden, and there, on a plot of grass, lay the beast. She found him, appearing to be dead. With a cry, she sank on her knees beside the poor beast. Oh, 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 oh beast, oh, my dear, dear beast. Oh, oh, how could I have been so cruel and wicked and unkind? Oh, he has died of heartbreak as he said he would. Oh, oh I'm so sorry, beast. I love you. <laughs> Overcome with grief and remorse, she stooped down and tenderly kissed the ugly beast. In a moment, there was a loud noise, boom, thunder, lightning, and Beauty was startled to see that the ugly beast had vanished. The beast was a beast no longer, but a handsome prince who knelt at her feet, thanking her for having broken his enchantment. A wicked fairy, he said, condemned me to keep the form of a beast until a beautiful maiden should accept me as I am and kiss me. You, by your love and tenderness, have broken the spell and released me from my horrible disguise. Now, thanks to you, I can take my proper form again. And then he got down on one knee and asked Beauty to marry him. So Beauty married the prince, who had been a beast, and they lived together in the castle and ruled over the prince's country. And they lived happily ever after. So that was the retelling of a fairy tale classic called Beauty and the Beast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm curious, what was your favorite part of the story? Have a grown-up reach out to me, either on Instagram or send me an email. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you haven't had a chance to subscribe to the show, please go ahead and hit subscribe. We're available wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And I will see you on the next episode of Storytime with Mama V. Bye for now.